Hi, my name is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast of the New Testament. I'll be using as the text the King James Version, along with the Joseph Smith Translation. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll also be using quotes from general authorities of the Church, the Apostles and Prophets, and BYU professors and others, and uh, every word out of the Scriptures themselves. So if you're ready for a really detailed analysis of the New Testament, you've come to the right place. Welcome. Hi there, welcome back. This will be for Galatians chapter 4. The heading reads, The saints are children of God by, by adoption. Paul calls the Galatians back to Christ. He compares the two covenants. Alrighty, verse 1. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be lord of all but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father. Even so, we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the Spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Paul suggested that through the atonement of Christ we can be adopted as sons of God, and and then the Spirit shall help us cry, Abba, Father. Abba is Aramaic and carries more than just the connotation of Father. It is the intimate and personal diminutive of the word Father used by children in the family circle. The closest equivalent we have is Papa or Daddy, although neither can really convey fully the impact of the word. The point is that God is not only Father, the formal title and name, but he is also Abba, the parent of love and guidance that knows us intimately and whom we can approach without fear. That was out of the New Study Guide, New Testament Study Guide. Verse 7, Wherefore thou art no more a servant or a slave, but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Howbeit then, when ye knew not God, ye did service unto them which by nature are no gods. But now, after that ye have known God, or rather are known of God, how turn ye again to the weak and beggarly elements, whereunto ye desire again to be in bondage? In other words, why live the law of Moses when the gospel of faith has been preached? Ye observe days and months and times and years. Those are Jewish festivals he's probably talking about there. I am afraid of concerning you, lest I have bestowed upon you labor in sin, or labor in vain. Brethren, I beseech you to be perfect as I am perfect, for I am persuaded as ye have a knowledge of me, ye have not injured me at all, but by your, by your sayings. Paul sees perfection in this life as a process of total dedication to living the commandments. The person who is so living is perfect. In this regard, we must distinguish between finite perfection here and now and the infinite perfection possible in the eternities to come. That was in the Studies in Scriptures book. Ye know how through infirmity of the flesh I preached the gospel unto you at the first, and my temptation, which was in my flesh, ye despised not, nor rejected, but received me as an angel of God, even as Christ Jesus." When is the, where is then the best blessedness ye spake of? For I bear you record that if it had been possible, ye would have plucked out your own eyes and have given them to me. Am I therefore, I think I mentioned before that that might have been what the, the thorn in the flesh was that Paul had, that he had poor vision, poor eyesight. Verse 16, Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? They zealously affect you, but not well. Yea, they would exclude you that ye might affect them. But it is good to be zealously affected always in a good thing, and not only when I am present with you. My little children, of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you, I desire to be present with you now and to change my voice, for I stand in doubt of you. Tell me, ye that desire to be under the law, do ye not hear the law? 
For it is written that Abraham had two sons, the one by a bondmaid, Hagar, the other by a free woman, Sarah. But he who was of the bondwoman, Ishmael, was born after the flesh, but he of the free woman, Sarah, or Isaac, was by promise. Which things are an allegory, for these are the two covenants, the one from the Mount Sinai, the Mosaic law, which gendereth to bondage, which is, which is Hagar. For this Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia, and answereth to Jerusalem, the, the Abrahamic covenant, which now is, and is in bondage with her children. But Jerusalem, which is above, is free, which is the mother of us all. For it is written, Rejoice thou, barren, thou that bearest not, break forth and cry, thou that travailest not, for the desolation, or for the desolate hath many more children than she which hath an, uh, an husband. Now we, brethren, and I, as Isaac was, are the children of promise. But as then he that was born after the flesh persecuted him that was born after the spirit, even so it is now. Nevertheless, that and, and nevertheless, what saith the scripture? Cast out the bondwoman and her son, for the son of the bondwoman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. So then, brethren, we are not children of the bondwoman, but of the free. Little explanation here. Paul uses an allegory to demonstrate the significant advantage of being subject to the gospel over being under the demands of the law of Moses. These two covenants are symbolically identified. The law is referred to as Mount Sinai and the covenant as the heavenly or new Jerusalem. From the first comes bondage under the law of performances and ordinances, but from the second comes freedom through the fullness of the gospel. The allegory is extended by using the family of Abraham. The Mosaic law is likened unto Ishmael, son of the bondwoman who persecuted Isaac. The Abrahamic covenant is like the son of the free woman, and consequently the first, the law of Moses, was cast out. But Sarah's son came under the Abrahamic covenant and was to inherit all the blessings promised to Abraham. This also has allusion here to uh, why Isaac was sent away, uh, that he was causing persecution to, uh, to uh, I mean, why Ishmael was sent away, that Isaac was uh, being persecuted, and uh, that actually Isaac's life was in danger. Remember, remember that uh, Ishmael's about 16 or 17 years older than, than Isaac, and uh, he was kind of looking down on Isaac, saying, you know, this little one is going to be the heir. Uh, so he was being arrogant and persecuting Isaac, and that's why he was sent away. Um, anyway, that's the end of the chapter, and we'll see you next time. Bye.